0: Okay, shalom everybody. So the volume is okay, the volume is okay, good. We made it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. I, I have no words to say that we made it here. Everyone, I think, in this room agrees that we made it is, is a capital. W, Capital W, capital E. Capital made it. Unbelievable. We made it. Unbelievable. We're going to go into Rosh Hashanah. And at the end, for maybe those who have heard it already, but those who haven't heard it, we're going to present to everybody what's called the 40-day challenge, Bezat Hashem, all right? First, we're going to, thank you so much. There wasn't any sugar, we're going to give some introduction from Rabbi Nachman's Lesson 24 and then connect it as Rav Nosen connects it to the ideas of Rosh Hashanah, Bezat Hashem, with some insights. Rabbi Nachman teaches basically, and Rav Nossin explains this idea, that the main thing that's going to keep a person alive and going in life and succeeding is the aspect of simcha, the attribute of simcha of joy. The verse says clearly, like we it's, it says in Yeshayahu, ki be simcha tseu, that with joy, through joy, tetseu, you will come out. The, the pasuk in the pshat, is referring to the future redemption when Mashiach comes, that with joy the Jews will come out of North America and everyone will come with music and singing and they'll come back there at Zisrael. That's the pshat of the, the verse. How Rav Nosan explains it, based on what Rabbi Nachman teaches, is that ki besimcha, through working on joy, you will get out. Get out of what? Get out of everything. Everything you're stuck in life, when you feel there's a dead end, anything, even if the doctors say it's a dead end, even if the rabbis say it's a dead end, this marriage is finished, chas Shalom. Even if everyone tells you it's a dead end and you don't feel good about it, you feel eaten up by the futility and having to accept a failure and making you feel bad, simcha opens up an opening, number one, that wasn't there in the first place. And number two, if there was an opening and you didn't see it, then now you can see it, b'zat Hashem. That's how powerful it is. not saying. He wants so much to stress this point, he says it at least five or six times in one of his most beautiful discourses in the al Alachot. It's called the Bikat Hodaa, the blessings of giving thanks, number six. Avnosen says at least five, six times that if a person really, really works on the joy, the joy opens up for him the doors for everything. Okay, this is the ground, the basis of this whole lesson, the Moran, lesson number 24, that the Simcha is your key, to proceed in life. It's the key for everything. So now at that point, Rabbi Nachman takes this basis and he goes into a big Kabbalistic idea which is called activating the nine chambers. The Kabbalah is called nine chambers, Tet hechalim. okay? They're created by a bounce. There's a bounce, what's this bounce? The, uh, the, the, the natural tendency of a human being, of a human mind, and especially of a Jew, is to advance. Everyone wants to advance, okay? You, uh, if you're a teenager and you're going into starting a career, <coughs> an education, or a business, or now in the religious world, you're now entering the world of Torah, or make a bigger commitment, you want to start now getting up at midnight and dovening nets or working on yourself. Any area of life where you take a commitment, okay, you have a determination to go forward. So in the, de- the, 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 the determination to go forward, you're using the faculties of the mind. The mind has three sections, what's called Chochmah, Bina. Chochmah is the initial piece of wisdom, information coming you. Bina is your processing how to now analyze it, understand one thing from the next. And the da'at is the conclusion, okay, what do I do with this together now on a practical level. So now we have Chabad, Chochmah, Bina, Da'at, always running and running and running in helping us to pursue anything, even secular ideas, secular pursuits, etc. Okay, But what happens is that in order for a person really to advance, he has to experience a bounce. In the, the Kabbalah, it's called a betisha. It's a smack backwards. Okay? Let's the yirida. What? Yirida. What yechida? Yechida. Yeah, but the wording he uses in the Zohar is betisha. Betisha is more of a smash. Yechida is a down, a descent. It's, it doesn't sound so scary. Betisha sounds serious. A betisha means like you're getting mamash. What did I do wrong? What's going on? Things are going like smack in the face like they say in English. Okay, it's a betisha. It's a smack, okay? What this smack does is that now, this more than anything builds the person. Because you would think the chokhma bin that the intellect is advancing, I, I, I understand what I'm doing in life, I'm proceeding, everything is great and fine and dandy, and now they smack me back. Why? What, what did I do to deserve this? What is happening? So, bin Ahman teaches, this is the secret to your success in anything in life. How you take this Beti back will then develop your bin binadat. What happens, he explains, understand the, the technical terminology, is that when your bin binadat gets smacked back, they become intermingled. So it becomes three <coughs> times three, not three plus three, three times three, because you have combinations of the chokhmah binadad which are intermingled that make nine combinations. It's chokhmah with bina underneath it and then there's the dad before or there's the bina here. It's all mixtures making a total of nine combinations. And it's like, whoa, it's like for example, when something gets you unexpected. So now some people, they have an instinct to know how to act quickly and everything. Most people don't have that. But the thinking process of how to act when something goes wrong, So now it's no longer the proper there of chokhmah and then bina and then dad. Things got mixed up now, mumbled. So I have to now sometimes put in some dad first or put in some bina first. Things get mixed up and you're on the test now how to to use your brain. Like, okay, so the last minute cancellation, your your flight to Warsaw was canceled. Oh my God, what am I gonna do now? You start now freaking out, right? So now you can't use this though. Okay, let's try to think clearly. It doesn't help like that. You have to have something pop up to give you the right direction. Most people don't know what to do and that's normal. So what comes out, an acheset, there are a not balanced organization of the brain system, and what's happening? So this is happening purposely, the, the, the brain is being pushed back, intermingled, mumbled, <coughs> what's, this, what's this doing? This now creates, what Rabbi Nachman calls, hechalot, chambers. What's the chamber being done here? Yeah? The chamber is specifically created that now, you're in backwash, you're you're being pushed backwards, and you can't advance, so now you're now using, you're looking inside, you're meant to look inside, your resources, what you have, to value what you have, and to assess it, and to appreciate it, and then, if you do that right, then Hashem enables you to perceive what's called the infinite light. The infinite light is beyond the nine chambers. The infinite light in every person's terminology is that light that you're looking for in life to give you that feeling of what's called sipuk, that feeling of, of, of satisfaction and feeling good about yourself, feeling the strong connection with Hashem. The only way to perceive it, Rabbi Nachman teaches, is that you're being pushed backwards. The pushing back of your intellect creates the nine. Your attitude and how you took the bounce back and using things which are not proper in the first place, using now Dat, Rebina, and Chochman, everything's mixed up in a very funny way, and your Simcha, in knowing that this is part of the process of me to come closer to Hashem, this is what enables a person to perceive the infinite light, okay? So because of that, he says Rabbi Achman, the key for this to work is that you have to have Simcha. If you don't have Simcha on your basis, if the ascent in life is without simcha, it shows itself in the descent. Sof ma'aseh, be-machshaba okay? The final action, when you have the bounce backwards, and your attitude and how you took it, will reflect how you initially started off in the first place. If you're starting off with sincere, and honest, and truthful, okay? Then when you get bounced back, how you accept it will now show itself. But other people, unfortunately, the majority of people, when Hashem opens the doors for them to advance in life, they're so overconcerned with the light, they take advantage, you know, they forget that this is all a gift. They forget the thanksgiving. Remnassan writes, they forget the thanksgiving attitude at every stage. Thank you, Hashem, thank you, Hashem. No, I just want to swallow up now. I'm advancing, so just swallow, 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 swallow. Wait a second, it's not yours. This is all a gift from Hashem. Hashem gave you something which was not yours in the first place. He opened the doors for you. You thought you took it for granted to think, yeah, this is I deserve all this. So if now the person has that attitude that this is mine, it's rightfully mine, <laughs> that my strength is making me develop, so when he has the Betisha back and he crashes, that shows us, Rav writes, that his initial ascent wasn't proper. You can see the person from his ascent already that he's gonna fall. Rav Lavi Itzhak in the Shul in when he would see all these super-duper Superman new bal coming, flying, and davening with, with, with major tzakot, screaming, and davening shahret for two hours and everything, he wasn't impressed. And in fact, he's, he knew ahead of time that this person's going to crash, this person's going to fall, and he wouldn't say anything. Because you can't say anything to a person. That's to come from him. How much can you tell a person now, when he's in light, to, to, to calm down, to take it easy, to take it the right? You can't. Because the person is revealing who he really is. Rabbi Nachman touches upon this in another lesson, Lesson 31, where he talks about the four who entered paradise, Arba Ashen the Pardes. Rabbi Nachman writes there in lesson 20 and 31, that you have four types of people who come to a tzaddik. You have people who are called Rabbi Akiva Nix, people who are called Ben Azai Nix, Ben Zoma Nix, and Acher Nix, okay? The Nix, okay? okay. So Rabbi Akiva Nix are people who, like the Gemara says there, at Masechet Chagiga, that these four tzaddikim, these four rabbis, scholars, entered paradise and came back. The only one who came back normal was Rabbi Akiva. Niknas b'shalom, he came peacefully in and he came back out peacefully. Ben Azai went crazy with What he saw the intensity of the, of the light that he saw when he went to paradise. He went crazy. Ben, ben Azai, ben Zobo, the second one, he died, he expired. And Alcher, he cut, he cut the, the, the plantings. In other words, he dropped off Totally okay? And Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi writes in Lesson 31, this is how it has to be. For the sake of free will, it has to be that the people who come to a tzaddik, you'll have people who are setbacks, so that people will say, you see, this guy, he went to Uma and he became breast. look what happened, look, look, look what happened to look how he fell off. And so if they use this guy as an example, you see Brested has an X on it, because look, they go crazy, look what happens, yeah? You have one guy, who's a Ben Azakai, type of person, Ben Zoma, and you have people who Akhir, that they fell off religion and everything. And one-fourth is like Rabbi Akiva. He comes in peacefully to the tzaddik. He explains Rabbi Nachman, the idea of these four coming to paradise are the four types of people who come to a tzaddik, okay? One of every four are sincere. The other three-fourths, get ready. He says, even though Ben Azai and Ben Zoma are sincere people, but they're not balanced. They're not balanced. That's why one, Ben Azai, he went crazy, another one died. Even though they were sincere and honest, but they didn't know how to take the break properly. So that when there was intense light and they crashed, one went crazy, that means he he fell off very far. Another one died, he went and fell off totally far. And Kher, he took it and said, late Dain, and late Dayan, there's no, there's no ruler, there's no nothing, everything is just he, he developed his own perspective against the Torah using the light that he got. Why? Because his ascent wasn't done properly. Rav Nossin writes, this is the key for atzlacha and the Jew's Yiddishkeit, is that he advances slowly. There's a new book that just came out, The Legacy, Rav Tzuai Rosenfeld, His Life, and it says there's something amazing. Rav, Rav Rosenfeld, in his work, to help people do tshuva, he never pushed people too far, and he never pushed people that they should feel uncomfortable. And he said always that growth is slowly. You can't expect someone now, he does tshuva like a month ago, and okay, now we're going to shave all your hair, go along pay piss, and have a beard, and go to the miqv every day, and that's it. And start up you can't expect a person now who just wakes up, to go all the way to the extreme. It has to be slowly, why? Because it's for his own good. If it's not slowly, then when he crashes, he's gonna crash big time. This is what this what, this is what Rab- Rab- Rabbeinu points out in lesson 31. That your success in connecting to Hashem is patience and slowly and step by step and appreciating it. Because when the hit happens, and it does happen to everybody, when the betisha happens, because that's for your own good, your attitude and how you took it will show if you're worthy to advance will show also what, you, what was your initial intent. If your int- initial intent was sincere, and of the attitude of Rabbi Akiva. What was Rabbi Akiva's attitude, by the way? That when he saw what he saw, the, 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 whole, the whole thing was, the Gemara says in Chagiga, that they saw something which was very confusing. They saw the angel Metat sitting on Hashem's throne. Hashem's Kisei Akavod. How could someone else, Chas HaShalom, sit on Hashem's throne? That was the whole confusion here that they had. They couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't take that. Akhir, he flipped out totally. Ben Benzoma Ben Zoma, they couldn't take that. Rabbi Kiva, what did he say? I don't understand what I see. I see something, yes, but who says I'm seeing properly? It's my eyes, my prescription, which is the problem, not the scenario. I'm going to judge and say, well, I saw it. It's correct. This is the real, this is the fact. Wait a second. How do I know that I'm seeing properly the fact? May I, maybe I'm the problem. That's what Rabbi Kiva's secret was that he succeeded, that he always blamed himself. I have to quote the book. The book is phenomenal. You should get the book Legacy. It's another amazing quote from the book, is that when Rosenfeld, when he wanted to test his son, Yisrael Abba Rosenfeld, when he wanted to test to see if he's fit to start learning Kabbalah, so he asked him like this. He said, what if you see that the Pasuk in the Torah says one thing, and the Zohar explains the verse totally the opposite of the, of the meaning of the Pasuk? What do you do when you come across such a dilemma? So he said to his father, I understand that it's my lacking of understanding of the Torah which makes me see this contradiction. So he said, ah, now you're ready to learn Kabbalah. (laughs) He said, because now you put the blame on yourself that the Torah is not lacking here, and oh, I see contradictions, so it must be that this is wrong. Unfortunately, we see many people like that, many people you come across, even religious people. No, this doesn't make sense, it can't be right, it goes against the thing. But the attitude that is expected of a person for success is the humility that Rabbi Akiva. And that humility gives you the key to be happy for every time Hashem pushes you up. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you. I know a guy in this room, right? He's happy to go to work, right? I'm not gonna say who. Because he said he appreciates every day. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you for every everything I have. Everything is a gift, okay? So when you appreciate what the good that Hashem is giving to you, so that when you get hit, you take it with the right attitude. You take it with the simcha. And the Simcha enables you to make the right decisions when you're bounced back. That now there's a there, the dad is coming for the bina and the and everything's mixed up. But your Simcha enables you to take it properly, okay? And then with that, you reach the infinite light, which is considered like number 10. It's beyond the nine chambers, okay? So now, this is fine and dandy when we talk in theory. Okay, in practice we know we all, <laughs> we all crash when it comes to this. We know we're not the happiest people, and we know that when there's a light, we have too much ore, we know, we know that. And we know that when we crash, we crash big time. You know, Some people when they crash, they get up immediately, but other people they crash, take a vacation, they stay there, whatever, okay? What's needed is an input in the beginning of the year to make sure that no matter what's gonna happen during the rest of the year, I am gonna hold on. I'm gonna go through ups and downs of the year. It's, it's inevitable. It's, it's part of life. It's part of Judaism. It's the way to perceive the infinite light. is you have to have a betisha. But now, the attitude I have will determine that. So explains, Rav No sin. this is the secret behind the nine days leading up from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur. Okay, starting with the initial days of Rosh Hashanah. The two days, it's one day which is really two, right? Yom HaRichtah, making up the beginning of the 10 days of repentance leading up to Yom Kippur. Explains Rav Nosin. What happened on Yom Kippur? The Kohen Gadol, who was the representative for all of Am Israel, he was the one man in the one time and the one place having everything joined together. The one place that every Jew in the world is connected to, the Holy of Holies. The one day of the year Yom Kippur, which is a day that's connected to every other day of the year. It's called Yom Echad Bashana. It's the one day that connects to every single day of the year. Just to go off a little, just saw how powerful Yom Kippur is. He says something phenomenal, Rabbi Nachman. It says in another lesson that the food intake you take in your life, the attitude you had when you like, gulped down that, gar- that, that chocolate bar and you had that sushi and you just ate, and your attitude you had in those days from 1986 or 1994, 2005, when you were under stress and you were at work and you ate something which you weren't supposed to eat, you didn't even it with the proper bracha, you didn't have the right intentions, you ate the way you ate, the, the emotions you had at the time of the eating are stuck with the fat of that food in your body. The energy that's stored in your body from that food contains with it the emotional experience you had. So that if now you fast enough in life, that when you're fasting you begin to use energy that's from the time even going back to when you were nursing as a baby, you're able to connect to all the energies of those emotional experiences. That's why these people who do like these detox diets and everything, they have a lot of, Emotional imbalances because they're reconnecting to energy that they, t- they took in like f- a month ago, five months ago. They had a, 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 a candy bar they weren't supposed to have and it stuck the energy inside. And now, when suddenly they, they, they reuse that energy, so now the, the emotions are coming up. Which is where is it coming from? Why am I so nervous and upside down and sad? It's because they're reconnecting to the emotions connected to the food that they had a month ago, a year ago, whatever. So, Rinachman teaches you'd have to fast a lot to do all that. So, but there's one day, Yom Kippur is the day, that the fast itself initiates activating inner energy from any day of your life and that now with the with the attitude you have now on Yom Kippur of Chuva and repentance and everything, are able to clean all those days of the negative energy from all those days from five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, from, from even the Hanaka when a person was nursing from his mother, okay? So that's the that's the that's the power of the day, Yom Kippur. So going back, we have this day, Yom Kippur, which is included to all the days of the of the year in fact all your life. And then the one place, Holy of Holies, which is the, the one place that every region of the world is connected to. We all, we're all connected to the Holy of Holies, because that's the, the beacon, the, the connector, the interface between this world and the infinite light. That was the one place, the Holy of Holies, that had that. And then the one person, the Kwan Gadol, whose representation of Olam Yisrael, coming together, and at that point, activating and being re- re- experienced and open with the <coughs> infinite light which is revealed in the Holy of the Holies. That's why it's, it's so special, the one time of the day, the one person, the one place, has to match perfectly for this to happen, that the infinite light is refi- revealed to all Israel. Due to what? The nine days of repentance from Rosh Hashanah, all the way leading up to the day of Yom Kippur. These nine days, Rav Nossin writes, of Aseret Yamei Tshuva, okay, they're meant to be Tshuva, days of Tshuva. But in fact, Rav Nossin writes in his prayer, the Likutei tefilot, prayer number five, part two. He said like this, Hashem, as great as the days of repentance are, you know how much I banish the days of repentance. He says, Rav Nossin, that the ten, you, you take, it's 10 days of tshuva, a certain mei tshuva, so yala, wake up, be a better person. You'll see that the tests are even stronger than any other time of the year in the 10 days of repentance. What's going on? He says, this is the tshuva. To make these nine chambers, everything has to be mixed up. You say to yourself, but already my life is mixed up. Here it's mixed up more because it wants to be establishment for the whole year that your year should be strong. Amen. Now, we will not finish. <laughs> because it's so difficult, this is why Rabbi Nachman, Rabbeinu stresses why every Jew must, should be by a tzaddik for Rosh Hashanah. Okay? Because I know on my own, you give me this challenge, forget it. I know, I, know, I know myself very well. I know already from trial and error hundreds of times, even thousands of times, that I just keep on crashing and I feel like on a vicious cycle not advancing at all. It's just happening, I, I have a big light and then I push back and I didn't take it properly and I crash and I'm sad and I'm depressed and I, I, I submit to my lust and desires, chasr shalom. I know myself. So Rabbeinu's R- 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 warning is if you want to have like a catch net, that no matter what's gonna happen to you in the year, You'll be able to hold on. This is why you need to start the year on the right footing and to be by a tzaddik on Rosh Hashanah. What does that that give you, what does that guarantee you? By being by this tzaddik on Rosh Hashanah, he being a tzaddik has mastered the nine chambers. He's, He's done this on the highest level. The tzaddik also, Rabbi Nachman says, the tzaddik also passed ups and downs. You think a tzaddik is born on top of the mountain? You're wrong. The attitude that people think, ah, he's a tzaddik because he's a grandson of the Baal Shem Tov and he would grow up in a house of big tzaddikim, of the Pinto family, or this, of Buchatzer, I don't know, whatever. People think, ah, he's, he's automatically a tzaddik because he's born on top of the mountain. Rabbi Nachman said against us, that's wrong. That's where you guys are wrong. Ah, he said about himself, you guys think I'm someone special because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an anical of the Baal Shem Tov? He said, I worked, I killed myself. I worked very hard to get to this level. You think I did it, I, I, I'm born with it? I killed myself to get to this level. He said, all oh, the tzaddikim, they worked hard. You think they're, oh, what do you want? Of course, he was born in Nasharim, he's born as a tzaddik, what do you want? Had parents like that? No, everyone has to work to reach to where they have to reach in life. If you think it's granted, you're wrong. That's also a test. Ah, the tzaddikim says, look at him. He's born there, look where you come from. You come from Oklahoma, from some family, with, 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 uh, Kellogg's Corn Frix, I don't know, whatever you guys, whatever. <laughs> what do you have in your life, right? So the the tzaharah, he knows how to get a person, how to get a person to make him feel, eh, I'm not going to make it. When you're down, he uses this. They made it because they're tzaddikim, they're born in this and that, but you're never going to make it. This is the biggest test, okay? And that's wrong. The tzaddikim, they worked hard. They killed themselves to make it where they are. Now the thing is, Rav Nosen writes, the tzaddikim are successful because they go all the way. In other words, Hashem, they said Hashem, I'm willing to serve you with no strings attached. I'm going to go all the way if it means a life of suffering and enduring and pain, which the average person can't take. That's, think, see, I'm open for that. I'm now ready and willing to face this chest, te- test and this type of challenge to serve Hashem with difficulty and, 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 and pain and midat and, adin it's called. And Rav Nelson says, the average, you can't do that. We can't do that. We need our Starbucks coffee, we need the nice donut. We need, we need the good food, we need the comfort zone that we have in life. I need the five-star hotel when I come to Uman. I need these things, if I don't have it, what do you want from me? I'm an only human being, come on, right? So they, the tzaddikim know that, the average Jew. So he says, well, so because I, because I like Dunkin' Donuts, I, I can't taste the infinite light? Because I, because I have setbacks of my, of my tendencies, so I, because of that, it's not for me? If you tell me it's not for me, then for sure I finish now, for sure. So the the, the idea of coming to a tzaddik is that the tzaddik's kuach helps to brush off on a person. We're not hoping, we're not intended you're going to sail your whole life with like the Dunkin' Donuts and stuff. You're going to change. It's going to take time. Okay? But in the meantime, as you are right now, it's not going to happen like that. For this reason, we travel to be by tzaddiki man Rosh Hashanah. Okay? The tzaddiki man Rosh Hashanah, they're able to infuse in you such a level of joy so that Whatever happens in the year, you have that simcha. This is now why you can understand what Rabbi Nachman said himself about his Rosh Hashanah. He says in the book, Tzadik, Chaim O'Rain, you have it here somewhere. He says, "Me shaya etzliya Rosh Hashanah. What did he say? Ra'ui lo kol Now you understand. It fits in perfectly. He says, Who has the merit to be my Rosh Hashanah? It's fitting. It's not like, you know, if he wants to. Raui means it's fitting, it's proper, that he'd be happy for the entire year. Because now you have the catch net on the bottom, no matter what's gonna happen in the year, you're gonna have that stability of the Simcha. And what will it do, like Rav says, if now you have that catch net of Simcha, whatever you're gonna go through in your life in the year, whatever happens, you can get out now, that's the thing. It's not like, oh, I'm doomed now. This, bad news, this, that. The catch net that you have there, you have now an opportunity to find a light that will open the door. Or a situation that wasn't there at all, the Simcha will create an opening. Or if it was there already, but you didn't see it, now you'll be able to see it. That's the key of the schut of being by Rabbi Nachman. He said, it's fit to be happy the whole year because that's what it's doing. It's giving you the simcha of your challenges of the nine chambers you're going through on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minutely basis. You're going through your ups and downs every day. The, The simcha that you were by this tzaddik on Rosh Hashanah stays with you so that no matter what challenges you have, be able to keep that simcha with you visit Hashem. Sometimes, come uh, December, you don't feel that simcha anymore. Right. right. What's a, What's a piece of advice to sort of like re reheat it, re- reheat the, the, the oven? Did you notice that Hanukkah comes uh, comes across in December, my friend? The, the, how the year is designed is there's a light, darkness, light, darkness, light, darkness. Rosh Hashanah, darkness. Hanukkah, darkness. Purim, which is connected to Pesach, and then Svetomer abyssal darkness, Shavuot, and then there's Tisha B'Av, which is supposed to be a light right afterwards, leading up to Rosh Hashanah. Uh, uh, just, like La, just like Purim is a preparation for Pesach leading up to Shavuot, also you have Tisha B'Av as a preparation for Elul and Rosh Hashanah. The light of Rosh Hashanah already starts, the preparation starts already from, from, uh, from Tisha B'Av so uh, that, that's the key there the, 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 you may feel dead but Hashem sends you the Chag the that you can appreciate the light of Chanukah. you have these breast lovers they have a big light on Rosh Hashanah like you said and then they're they're, they're 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 plotting, and then all of a sudden, I have to go to on Shabbat, Chanukah, I have to go to Meru on Shabbat, Chanukah, I have to do something Shabbat, Chanukah. I can't stay home. There's something pushing them to have this extra light to, to give them that, because that's thanks to the Rosh Hashanah that they had. Other people, they'll stay in Tisha B'Av. They'll have Shabbat, Chanukah, Tisha B'Av, they'll, they'll stay in Tisha They will have shabbat chanukah tisha bav they will stay They tisha bav they will not have that light, you understand? So this is the ideas that Rabbeinu brings, okay? All this was now in preparation for the next stage. So, some of you heard this already, some of you have not we're now based on everything we said now to present to the next stage, which is called the 40-day challenge, okay? Everything we said today from A to Z is taken from Likute Moran Lesson 24 and the commentaries on Lesson 24, which include Rav Nossin's Likute Halachot, his Likute Tfilot, the Parapat Chokhmah and later Brest works, which are based on quotes on this lesson, okay? How Likute Moran works for those who know or don't know the Lukutim is a very, very unique book in that as you learn it, it, begin, it begins to become activated in your life. You can see this maybe by Gemara, by Parsha of the Week, by Midrash, by Mishnah, but you have to work very hard to connect what you're seeing in the Torah into your daily life. By Hasidut and in particular Rabbi Nachman's teachings, you don't have to look so hard. As soon as you learn a lesson and you go into it, you begin to see your life opening up in an amazing way that only you can see it. No one else can see it. It's your personal perspective of what's happening, opening up, coming alive. This book has a koach to open up and make things come alive, yes. But, so what? I want to change, I want to become a better Jew. I want to advance. You can give me nice ramazim and hints and indications, fine and and dandy, fancy schmancy, whatever. But I want to change. I want to do tshuva, I want to advance. This is the next stage. Likruti Moran is a book. Rabbi Nachman says yes, it opens you up, yes. But he says what's really going to change you and to turn you into a tzaddik, into being who you really are, into fulfilling your tikkun, why you came back to this world, is this concept called la'asot mitorot Tfilot. Turning, deciphering, re-explaining the Torah lessons in what's called prayer format. This is what Rabbi Nachman instructed. He, he instructed in a very humble way. He hinted to Rav Nosen that when somebody takes teachings of a tzaddik and then re-explains the teachings in prayer format, <clears throat> there's such shashuim, such delight that Hashem has from this. He's never had such a delight like this. Okay? We can have the Siddur prayers. We can have other books of prayers. But prayers that are based on the teachings of the tzaddikim, and that their prayers on them, this type of format of prayer, it's like, it's not like you're, Hashem just giving me parnassah let me do the mitzvah tzitzit and everything. You're taking the ideas that the tzaddikim explain, and in that format, explaining it in prayer format, Hashem has never had a delight, and we have no sin rights, like he guarantees that this is what's going to change a person. If there's hidbore doot, we have no sin rights in Hilchot, Hoshchodesh, Halachahay, in the Kutay Allah He says, if there's hidbore this type of hid is the maximum. This type of hid where you take a lesson of a tzaddik and then you express it in prayer format, that type of hid will get your mileage. Instead of 10, you'll get like a 10 million for that type of prayer. For this reason, Rav Nilsen wrote prayers on the Likute Maran called Likute Tfilot. In English, it's been translated as the 50th gate. These prayers are phenomenal. Rav Michal Dorfman once told me, that Rabbi Nachman said that for Tehillim, when you say Tehillim, you have to try to find yourself in the words of the Tehillim. You have to work hard to understand what you're saying and everything. By Likutei Tfilot, you don't have to look. As soon as you open up Likutei Tfilot, you find yourself instantly. That's what's fascinating about these prayers. However, when you learn the prayers in this format, of you learn a lesson, and then you make prayers out of it, this type of Likutei Tfilot, this type of prayers, is really gonna go a long, long way, okay? This is what Rabbi Nachman suggested. He wanted us to take a lesson that he gave and to work with it for a period of time. He suggested two, three months, but you can give it go even longer, you can go six months, you can go a year, you can go two years, whatever. Depends how determined you are. But he, his ad- ad- advice was to go for a lesson and in that period, to dove about the lesson until it incorporates your day from beginning to end from the time you wake up in the morning until you go to sleep at night, that everything in your day is connected to that lesson. It's pretty, pretty powerful, it takes time, but it's, it's achievable. And number two, changes will take place, okay? Rav Nossim once said that davening for something for 40 days straight is the best way to guarantee changes in your life. 40 days, this 40 day schedule is, is what's needed to activate a change. So we've presented, we we prepared here two PDF files. Okay, one PDF file with this entire lesson that we gave today, the Likute Moran lesson 24. However, since the Likute Moran for most people is a bit too deep, Rabbi Nachman instructed himself, his disciple Rav Nossin, to make an abridged Likute Moran. He to himself, Rabbi Nachman told us to write the abridged Likute Moran which takes out the practical points. Because in Likute Moran you can get sidetracked because Rabbi Nachman says an idea, and then he brings proofs from the entire Torah, from the Midrash, the Zohar, the Kabbalah, the Tanakh, from everywhere, the Gemara, everywhere. He brings proofs, and you get sidetracked trying to figure out the proof how it fits into what he's saying, and then why he said like this. You get sidetracked. What's good is to start on the practical points. That's what Rabbi Nachman told him. No, to I want you to collect the practical points of each lesson and arrange it in point format. This is the bridge to Kedimurim. It's as uh, what's the word in English, it's as uh, p- powerful potent. a powerful potent, thank you, as the liquid timoran to activate the ideas, but what you're doing is you're learning the ideas and by articulating them and understanding what you're saying it begins to move them, it begins to the movement in life and we prepared on the same PDF, the entire, pr- in English by the way, Hebrew and English thanks to the BRI, the BRI's uh, work on this, and the the prayer, of Nossan's prayer, 24 in Hebrew and English, plus a second PDF of a chart, a 40-day chart, how to go about saying this lesson and saying this prayer. And the challenge is if you're gonna see the changes in life that you're supposed to see. So we have these two files here, okay? the, the lesson and the prayer and the 40-day, and the, uh, the, 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 the PDF of the 40-day challenge. Please contact me, Bezat Hashem, I have to say this because it's being recorded by email. Or breastlove therapy, b r e s l o v therapy at gmail.com, or by WhatsApp. It's uh, plus one seven three two eight hundred eighteen sixty three. And here at Son, that everybody here should experience Rabbi Nachman now on a deeper level. It's the time has come. Enough, enough class, like we say in Moroccan class. That, that that we settle for the introductory level of breastlove. That's that's amazing. You can stay the rest of your life like that. But if you, like they say in the Gemara, bichal if you, get, if you can get 200, why settle for 100? <coughs> if you get much more for your money, if of offers you much, much more, so why settle for the general level? Rabbi Nachman says keep the general level. He wanted us to learn his farm, be cute, learn general, but he also said to learn bi'iyun, to take a lesson and to break at it, like a hammer, like a, of, 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 uh, a nail, like trying to break a hard nut, crack a nut. He wanted you to get to the treasure. It'll take work, but it's determination, it's continuation. Even with your ups and downs, you keep on getting up and you say, this is for me. You don't say, nah, this is not for me. You say, I continue going on and on and on with the ups and downs, Bezat Hashem. Okay, we have a few questions. Don't oh, you have a question? No? Okay, everyone have a good year. Shana Tova. And ba'uilu l'ismuach kol ha'sha'na. One second, one second. Let's turn off this one second. One second, one second. Turn this off Turn this off, please.